Welcome to Road Noise. Buckle up as we explore God's faithfulness, reflecting on 50 years of full-time ministry. We're taking lessons from the unique life and ministry of Sheldon and Victoria Rhodes as they share the gospel crisscrossing North America. I'm your host, Kedron Rhodes, and each episode, I sit down with my dad, Sheldon, and we travel back in time, retracing the lessons God was teaching and mapping them to life today. This scenery may have changed, but God's faithfulness remains the same. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Road Noise. All right, ready to put some miles on? Let's go for a trip. <laughs> Let's go for a trip. All right, well, hey, welcome back to another episode of Road Noise. Uh, I'm glad you've joined us and I'm glad you are uh, sticking with this journey. We are uh, kind of like jumping back in after a quick detour. Uh, Dad took us back to Alaska for to kind of just tie up some loose ends. But if you were with us a couple episodes ago, Dad and my Uncle Dan had just crossed back into Lower 48, probably somewhere around North Dakota. So I think that's about where we're where we're hit, where we left off, and we've got uh, about half the U.S. to cover. So. <laughs> Take it away, Dad. Yeah. Uh, and just set, set in the time frame, um, this is still the first week of January, 1978. Um, so it's, uh, I guess it's 78, isn't it? Yeah, that'd be 78. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first week of January, 78, and we just drove the Alaska Highway and crossed into at North Dakota, back into the lower 48. And so now we got to get from there back to Michigan. And, and that... Um, previous podcast, we talked to, you know, we stopped at a payphone and I called your mom and said, Hey, you know, we survived. We're back in the lower 48 here in North Dakota. You know, uh, see you soon. And remember, uh, Dan and I are just trading off driving, so we're not stopping. So it's a nonstop thing from the North Dakota border, right? Straight to Lansing. And uh, if you remember back, um, we don't have any heat in this vehicle. No. It's a cold ride. It's a cold ride and, you know, we're still breathing. So that's still putting moisture in the air. So we're still scraping the windshield from the inside <laughs> so we can see where to go. But um, making good time going across um, North Dakota on into um, uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. And then in, from Wisconsin, we drop down uh, to go around Chicago. We get to the Chicago area and um, I've been through there many, many times. And so I kind of know my way through there. I don't like to stop there, but I know my way through. And one of my philosophies is when I get on Interstate 80 there on the west side of Chicago and so forth coming through there, I get in the center lane. I get in the center lane. I do the speed limit. If somebody doesn't like that, they can pass on either the right or the left side. But I'm just going to stay in the center lane and get through Chicago. That is my only goal, just get through Chicago. Now, if you remember back um, in previous podcast, I mentioned that uh, when we were uh, kind of stranded along the Alaska Highway, that uh, we had the CB on and we're listening mm -hmm. to people you know, down in the lower 48. And here we are way up in the Yukon Territory of Canada. Anyway, so I had the CB on as we're going through um, Chicago. Well, at least I had it on for a while. <laughs> Now, remember what I just said. 
I'm staying in the center lane and I'm doing the speed limit. I don't want any tickets, but nobody going through there does the speed limit. <laughs> right. If you do the speed limit, you're the slowest thing <laughs> on the road. Yep. Well, like I said, I don't want any tickets. I just want to get through there. So I'm doing the speed limit. And I got the CD, yeah, CB on. And um, the short version is I'm getting cussed out. <laughs> yeah. With some people with some not so nice language, you know, talking about this slow going guy down the center of the interstate. Yeah. You know, I look over at Dan, he looks at me and it's kind of like, you know, we really don't have to put up with this. (laughs) I have no intentions of moving out of this lane. Yeah. But we don't have to listen to that. So I just reached up and turned it off. (laughs) Yep. They can go ahead and complain all they want, man. I'm getting through (laughs) Chicago. Anyway, so uh, we did. We got through Chicago just fine and uh, made it all the way back to Lansing. Uh, No instance, uh, you know, which is really kind of neat. We just drove basically 5,000 miles, uh, no flat tires or anything like that. Yeah, it got a little cold with um, not having any heat. But other than that, um, Things ran well, and like I said, we just kept switching off drivers and made it back pretty much in record time. Yep. So we get back there, and um, of course, uh, you and your sister and your mom are staying at Grandma and Grandpa's there in Lansing, and so that's where I went and um, (laughs) didn't have much with us, you know, that we brought, but nevertheless, now at least we're back together as a family. But the first thing I've got to do is I've got to find a job. Mm Mm-hmm. Because um, oh, in the podcast before, did we talk about what happened with the wooden tent and the yeah, sale, and se- sale selling of selling the wooden tent? Yep, yep. Did we talk about yep. how that uh, what happened? Well, you, I know you and I talked about it, and we have to look back and listen back in the recordings. But I, I believe that was the conversation you had with mom to tell her that, uh, or that she told you maybe how how things went down. Yeah. Did we share that with people on the podcast or do we need to do that? <laughs> well, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> if we can't remember, then, yeah. then our friends here probably can't remember either. Yeah. And being, uh, we record this and then it goes live a few weeks later. I, I listen <laughs> yeah. to the podcast, but I get confused. Yeah. Did we just do that? Did we just record that or did I just listen to that? Or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, right, the, well the, but- the unfortunate part for folks that are listening in is they, they don't get to hear all the all the conversation before and after we're recording. So they are <laughs> so blessed. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, just a quick uh, review then. Uh, when I called from the North Dakota border, um, Vicky says, "Oh, by the way, the realtor called, and um, the couple that had put uh, five hundred dollars down, you know." Uh, had written a check and left it with the realtor till they get their finances okayed at the bank and everything. Apparently that was all okayed. They come back in to sign the papers. You know, they're going to buy this wooden tent. And as they got there, the guy pulls out the folder that had all the paperwork in and the man reaches across the desk, grabs the paperwork that has the check stapled to it and tears the whole thing up. And he walks out, leaving his wife sitting there thinking that um, I thought we were here to buy a house. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so she was shocked and needless to say, the realtor was too. And, and anyway, so he just called to say, Hey, you know, um, looks like uh, the house isn't for, or isn't purchased yet. It's not sold. And uh, yeah, something fell through. You were supposed to get the $500 check, but he tore that up. And so you get nothing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, not exactly what I wanted to hear, but hey, it is what it is. We still got to get back to Michigan and we'll deal with it. All right. So now I'm back to Michigan. I've got to get a job. Remember, I've been putting everything on this credit card. Yep. Because I'm thinking, you know, the house is going to be sold and you know, I'll be able to pay the credit card off. And, you know, well, now what am I going to do? So I need to find a job. So I get the newspaper out. And this was back in the day where, you know, businesses and so forth would list job opportunities. Uh, and so I started going through that and I did some interviews and I had some people that wanted to hire me. <laughs> oh, but that was some dumb stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, I took a bookkeeping class in high school yep. and I loved it. And I got a good grade in the class and there was a business in the Lansing area that needed a bookkeeper. Well, I'd never hardly balanced our checkbook more than, you know, than any other, you know, but I went and applied and uh, talked with the owner and everything. And um, uh, I don't think he was real impressed with the interview because that guy didn't even (laughs) offer me the job. I've thought about it many times since. Uh, I would have ruined their business, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, So that was a good decision on his part. But um this van, remember, it's uh, been sprayed on the inside with styrofoam. There's yeah. no other seats in it. You know, it's just the driver's seat and the passenger seat. And so, I mean, I've got a family of four. We can't go anywhere in the only vehicle that we own. Yep. So I know I got to sell this vehicle quick and I got to buy something else. And so I put the, the van up for sale, parked it in a, a business parking lot uh, there in Lansing. And I priced it right. Because I know I got to move it quick and I sold it real quick. So that was a good thing, but I'm still going to need transportation. And so um, what would it be? Your aunt. Yes. It'd be your aunt um, had a vehicle that hadn't been driven in a long time. And it was sitting back behind a garage at her parents' house. Well, now she's married and so forth. And the car had been sitting there forever. And so she said, talk to my dad. See if he'll sell that one. So I gave him a call and he said, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It hasn't been run for several years and you know, can't hardly see it because the grass has grown up around it and all. And I still left over from, I mean, this is in January, but <laughs> yeah, between the grass and the snow, that thing was buried. Yep. And we dug it out, had to uh, put a new battery in it before we could even see if it'd start. But it did start. And I said, well, what do you want for it? He says, um, yeah, what about give me $100? <laughs> hey, a $100 vehicle, it's running, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I'd sold the, the van, so I had $100 to, to give him. So we got that and started driving that. Now I've got a vehicle to actually do some job interviews and, you know, and so forth with. Well, one of the first jobs that I actually accepted was, all right, and remember, my heart's still in ministry. Yep. And a guy ran an ad in the paper. Um, he needed someone to work with him in doing church pictorial directories. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember well, those. Yeah. They were popular back then. And, you know, um, you go into a church and you set up a camera and so forth. And, hey, I'd always been into photography. And so I'm thinking, this is a great fit. I'll be in churches. I'll get to meet pastors. I'll tell them about our, our puppet ministry. And so this is going to be a win-win thing or not. <laughs> <laughs> My job wasn't taking pictures. He took all the right. pictures. 
Yeah. My job is to sell the pictures to all the people that, uh, yeah. And um, the camera that he had really was not great for doing this stuff. And the pictures really weren't that great. And the only thing I got paid was commission. Oh, boy. A percentage of the sales. Yep. Oh, my. And I'm going to a church, and they're all over Michigan. And so I'm putting a lot of miles on and everything, driving this $100 car. And I'm coming back from uh, one of those, and I hear this huge bang. I mean, it sounded like a, a huge firecracker went off under the hood. Hmm. Probably not a good and sign. The th- and the thing quit. Yeah. Okay, so all these showings of these pictures are at night. You know, so here it is, still January. I'm sitting along one of the interstates uh, headed back to Lansing with a car that will not start now, will not do anything. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so um, at that point, you get out and you walk to the next exit. And fortunately, there was a gas station there that had a pay phone. And so I um, called a wrecker and had it towed back to back to Lansing. So now I don't have any wheels again, but I still have pictures to show, you know, um, and I still got to keep the income going, even though it's not much. And we'd started going to church. A uh, pastor that we'd met, uh, he was, well, he was the pastor that uh, had got us the van uh, when we went to Alaska. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, he had left that church in uh, the Kalamazoo area and he's now in the Lansing or yeah, Lansing area. And so we'd started going to church there. And I mean, I didn't know what to do. So I called pastors and said, Hey, you know, our car blew up uh, last night. I've got meetings scheduled to show pictures in these churches. And do you know anybody that has a vehicle I could borrow? He said, well, yeah, I got one. Hmm. And anyway, so uh, he came, picked me up and uh, he had a second vehicle. And so now I'm driving that thing. Now I've got a job. We've got um, you know a little bit of money coming in. I've got a set of wheels again. Uh, we need to find a place to live. We can't continue to live with the grandma and grandpa. So we'd been there about two weeks. And so um, looked in the paper and found an apartment. And so uh, went and talked to them and and you know, they wanted first month um, deposit and so forth. But back then that wasn't a whole lot of money. And between the sale of the van and selling some pictures of those two weeks, we had enough money to move into our own place. Now, we're moved in, but remember, we just left a wooden tent. Yep. And we just left all of our furniture in Alaska. (laughs) People that wanted anything, you know, make an offer. So we brought absolutely no furniture back, and we're moving into an unfurnished apartment. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But it was so nice. They had this thing that was stuck on the side of the wall, kind of in the living room area, and you could turn it. And when you turned it to the right, the apartment got warm. Right. (laughs) And they had this thing um, in the kitchen area. There was two knobs. And if you turned the one on the right, you got cold water. If you turned the one on the left, you got hot water. (laughs) We actually had a bathroom and a shower. We had no furniture, but we had electricity, we had heat, and we've got two kids and we're all sleeping on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So let's park it right there and um, uh, we'll start this um, pastor's car up again um, on the next podcast and uh, we'll go sell some more pictures. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this sounds like an interesting place to to put it in park. Yeah, um, I, I have to ask. This this kind of transition in life, you've you know you've you've 
kind of come to the end of a, a chapter with Alaska. What were the conversations with you and mom about when it, when it came to ministry and the next steps that, that you still felt called to? When we left Alaska, it was um, because of and so that, you know, because of the fact we there's not a lot of churches mm-hmm. in Alaska and they're a long ways apart, especially yeah. if you have to stay inside that denominational boundaries. All right. So that was kind of the reason. But then it comes the so that. All right. We're moving so that we can be full time, so that we can have access to more churches, so that we can get to churches that are close together, and so that we can be with family, so that we can have grandma and grandpa's input into grandkids' lives and so forth. So I think um, there always needs to be a so that. If God's going to move you, why? Mm-hmm. I don't think God's just going to say, go. Now, with Abraham, he says, go, and now I'm going to give you a land. And, but that land was so that his sheep and so forth would have, you know, so he's going someplace, but he has a so that. Mm-hmm. He's taken his job with him. He's taken the, all of his cattle and oxen and sheep and so forth. And he's going so that he'll have even more land. And so I think anytime God moves you, there's always that so that. Okay, why are we doing this? Well, we're doing this so that. And so we're excited. We're excited about the fact that, all right, yeah, the Alaska thing was, that was an experience. And we're glad we did it. Don't want to do it again. I mean, you know, it wasn't easy. But now here we are. We are, we are where God wants us to be so that we can start scheduling meetings and do things. Yeah. Now, remember, I'd left some stuff there in Alaska, and I knew that we didn't have any meetings scheduled down here, but I'm thinking the wooden tents sold. So I left the puppet stage and all of our puppets there because, all right, if I'm going to take something, we're going to need clothes and so forth. So I'll bring personal items. And meanwhile, I can start scheduling meetings. We'll have this puppet stage shipped down and we're going. Yep. We're excited. Yeah. Life is good. (laughs) We got a roof over our head, no furniture, but we got a nice roof over our head and a little bit of income. So yeah, life is good. We're excited. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good spot to to be. And it's a good reminder too, that at least for me to hear that um, this, that looking back in Alaska wasn't defeat. It was just, this is the next chapter. God's opened up new doors and you're ready to, to walk through them. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what's next. Me too. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) we'll chat again next week. All right. This is Grandpa Wisely. You know, a smile is an inexpensive way to change your looks.